Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. <laughs> I like the Bible says in the book of Nehemiah. Uh, it's one of my favorite verses. It says, eat the fat, drink the sweet, send portions to them who are weak. For the joy of the Lord is my strength. Amen. Is my strength. Amen. This morning when we started the service, we read that from Psalm 81, where it says that these are seasons of joy. Amen. If there's anybody that has joy for you, that is God. Amen. Any area in your life that is depleting of joy, anything that is trying to steal your joy, anything that has happened that is affecting your joy, I want to say to you that these are seasons of joy. Amen. Seasons of joy. And so whatever is going on, the Bible says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that you may have life and life to the fullest. Amen. Life overflowing. And part of that overflowing life is the joy of the Lord. Amen. The joy of the Lord. And joy can be imparted. Amen. It can be imparted. And so you should not leave this building today without carrying the joy of the Lord. Amen. You say, well, you don't know what's going on in my family. You don't know what's going on with my family. Listen, it doesn't matter what's going on. God has come in your life for you to walk in the overflowing abundance of what he has for you. You can have the joy of the Lord. Amen. The joy of the Lord. This morning, uh, last week, uh, sorry, I began a, 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 a themed preaching uh, on this word called deeper. Everybody say deeper. deeper. Come on, one more time. Deeper. Come on, last time. Deeper. Because I felt in my spirit that the Lord wants to take us as a church deeper. Amen? Doesn't matter where we are, doesn't matter what we have experienced in God, doesn't matter how long we've been walking with God, I want to say to you that there is a deeper realm of you experiencing His love and His power. Amen? Come on, look at your neighbor this morning, say neighbor, let's go deeper. Amen? Because I believe God wants to take you deeper. Amen. Whatever you have experienced, hey, that's not all there is. There is still a depth that you have not touched yet in God. Amen. In God. And so I want to say to you again this morning, let's go deeper. Amen. And so last week we talked about some verses that I'm going to repeat this morning, Psalm 42. It says, I long to drink of you, O God. Drink deeply from the streams of pleasure flowing from your presence. Amen. He said, God, the streams of pleasure that are in your presence, I want to go deeper. Amen. I want to drink deeply from it. You know, when Jesus showed up, when these people were fishing and did not catch anything and they felt like failures and, and they were washing their net, Jesus showed up and he spoke a word into their life. When he spoke a word into their life, he said, Jesus sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished, he said to Peter, now row out to deep waters. Now row out to deep waters. Now row out to deep waters. 
Jesus. Can you imagine Peter is like, listen, you just showed up now. But we've been working day and night. You don't know. We are experienced fishermen. We know this water. It doesn't work. Nothing's going to happen. And Jesus said, listen, row out to deeper waters. Amen. And so maybe whatever is going on in your mind and what is going on in your heart. And it's, well, well, I don't know if there is anything that I can experience in God. I don't know if God has something for me or not. I want to say to you, listen, row out into deeper waters. Amen. Row out into deeper waters. Because God is about to do something very special and very customized for you. Amen. Amen. For you. In the, in the book of Ezekiel, it talks about the river that flows from the temple. And it says something like this. It says, and I saw a stream flowing eastward beneath the temple. And it says, at that point, the water was to my ankles and then to the knees and to the waist. And then completely submerged. And so there was a depth of that water that they could experience. He said, first it was at the ankle, then at the knee, then at the waist. But they're completely submerged. Maybe you are like that. Maybe in your experience. Experience, you, 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 you've just been at the ankle level. Maybe some of you have been in the knee level. Wherever you are, I want to again say to you, listen, God wants to take you deeper. Amen. Take you deeper. And last week I began to talk about this, that, that one of the ways or one of the avenues or one of the vehicles to go deeper is through the power of worship. Through the power of worship. And I gave you this basic characteristics regarding worship last week. And I said something like this. That worship must honor God. If you say something is worship. The question is. Did it honor God? Because sometimes worship. We all are talking about my broken heart. And my broken life. And I'm feeling like this. And I'm feeling like that. And it has not brought any honor to God. Number two. Worship is directed towards God. It must be that the object of worship is always God. Number three, worship requires involvement on the part of the worshiper. That means you've got to do something. There's no such thing as, well, God knows my heart. Okay. There must be an expression to the value in your heart. Number four, I talked about last week that, that it must involve a cost. It must involve a cause. That means if it's not valuable to you, guess what? It's not valuable to God. Am I making sense to you? It's, it's David when he went to the threshing for Aruna and he said, hey, listen, he said, the king is here. Hey, you can use my stuff and do worship God. He said, no, but I'll pay for it. Why? Because I don't want to give the Lord anything which does not cost me something. Am I making sense to you? And so, can I tell you, Sunday is a great day of worship. Why? Sunday is not the weekend. The Bible says the first day of the week is your tithe to the Lord, right? It's you coming and saying, hey, God, this is not laundry day, this is your day. I start with God. Why? (laughs) Because here you get to make a choice. Whether to get that extra sleep. Or whether to worship God. Why? Because if it's not valuable, guess what? It doesn't mean anything. And so it must involve a cause. Worship requires God's term of engagement, not man's. You can't say, well, I'm going to worship God the way I want to worship God. No. You worship God the way he wants to be worshipped. Amen. 
He wants to be worshipped. And, 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 and worship happens to be God's love language. <laughs> Amen. And then so, please understand, we worship the Lord. Amen. We worship the Lord. Please understand, there's a big difference between familiarity and intimacy. There are a lot of people, they are familiar with God. They are familiar with Bible stories. They are familiar with God, what God does. They are familiar with scripture. But, 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 but they have not come to a place where they are intimate with God. Am I making sense to you? And there is a big difference between being familiar and being intimate. What has happened in intimacy, we have come face to face with God. In intimacy, you've fallen in love. In intimacy, there is a sense of union that is there. The Bible says in Jeremiah 13, 11, I like this. It's one of my dad's favorite words. He says, for as the sash clings to the waist of a man, so I have caused the whole house of Israel and the whole house of Judah to cling to me, says the Lord, that they may become my people for renown, for praise, and for glory. He said, but they would not. He said, listen, God's desire was this, that, 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 they would, that, that the people of God would cling to him as he's clinging to them. Amen. That God would take them and bring them close. Bring them close. Why? Because God's idea about them and across you is that, hey, these are my people. These are my people of renown. These are my people that I've created for praise. And the Bible says, <laughs> but the people has pushed him away. They were familiar, but they were not intimate. They knew, yeah, 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 don't do all the fanatics that will show up on Sunday, don't worry. It's not about Sunday, it's about every day. It's not about every hour, it's about every hour, it's every moment, it's every Where does your heart, where does your passion lie? The Bible says about Jacob, it says, Jacob named the place where he met with God, Peniel. What does Peniel mean? It means God's face. Why? Because he said, I saw God. Face to face. He says, I've come face to face with God. <laughs> the Bible says, Moses, he said, listen, Moses, hey, other prophets, they're just like, you know, the mailman, they come and deliver words. <laughs> other prophets, you know, they're like the FedEx guy. They give you <laughs> the package. He said, but not Moses. Moses, he just doesn't deliver package. He just doesn't prophesy. This guy, I speak to him Face to face. Because we have an intimate relationship. Am I making sense to you? Here's what I want to say to you. Listen, you can be very familiar. Come to church, read the Bible, do all kinds. And never experience intimacy. Never experience intimacy. When there is intimacy with God, please understand, intimacy consists of these four things. Number one, that there is a, you walk in a sense of security in your life. You are secure in who you are as a person. Why? Because you know that you are loved by God unconditionally. Am I making sense to you? When there is intimacy with God, listen, you have self-worth. You feel like, hey, you know what? I am important in this relationship to God. God says, hey, listen, you know, you are the apple of my eye. You're the apple. You know, I like, uh, this is some of my favorite portions of scriptures in the Bible, you know. David, one day, he woke up, and, and his messenger came to him and said, Hey, listen, the enemies are coming, and we've been surrounded. What are we going to do? David goes, sits on his couch, and he says, God, 
uh, your beloved is in trouble. Take care of it. <laughs> he didn't go and beg and plead and, and, and say, God, I'm in trouble. What should I do? He just said, God, uh, your beloved is in trouble. Who is he talking about? Himself. Why? Because he has some sense of he self. He was intimate with God. He, he, he knew that, hey, he is important in this relationship with God. Hello, somebody. When there is intimacy, there is sensitivity. That means you know what God wants. You are always trying to find out, well, how can I please God? I know how to please God. When, when there is intimacy, there is sharing. You share, God shares. When there is intimacy, the Bible says, you know, God reveals his secrets to those that fear him. Amen? That fear him. There's a sense of intimacy. There's a sense of closeness that has come before. Am I making sense to you? Now, listen, I said to you, listen, God wants to take us deeper. Now, one of the areas and one of the ways that he wants to take us uh, deeper is through the power of worship. Okay. Now, uh, I, I told you this last week. The, what I'm trying to undo and redo is that when you hear the word worship, the first thing should not come to your mind regarding songs and music. That should not come to your mind. But everybody, they say, oh, I just love to worship. You know, I turn on music. So the first, that's not what should come to your mind. Now, 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 that is one area, but that's not the only area. Am I making sense to you? Now, now in the Old Testament, we have a lot of examples. I just, I just put it here because I didn't know where to put it, so I'm just going to take it here. In, in the Old Testament, when God was with the people, it was represented in something external like the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant represented the presence of God here on earth. Right? And then so, uh, in the Old Testament, we've got many, many examples. One point, David, he longed, as soon as he became king, he said, you know, God, how can the ark of God come to me? And so he built a new cart and this, and, and got the people together, and, and he said, let's bring back the presence of God. Let's bring back the ark of God. Why? Because my heart longs for, my heart yearns for the presence of God. And so he did it. He went and brought, and you know the story, that, you, you know, the, so he tried to bring it on a, a new Garden, and it stumbled, people touched it, died, and the Bible says something like this, David was afraid of God that day, saying, how can I bring the ark of God to me? He, he was desiring for the presence of God, he, he wanted union, he wanted to be intimate, he wanted to be there close to God, he wanted to draw nigh to God in that physical uh, representation of the ark, but he just didn't know how. And if you read the story, and that's not what I'm preaching on, <laughs> but I just thought I put it here this morning because of this reason, that, that, that David was afraid. He said, God, how can this happen? And God told him about five, six things to do. God says, hey, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, fix it. <laughs> okay. But I'm not talking about that. I just took one this morning from all of those six, seven things that he said. One of the things that David had to do, he says this, he says, David got the people, the musicians together, and this is what he did. He says, you are the heads of the father's house of the Levites. Listen to this. Sanctify yourself. 
that you may bring up the ark of the Lord to the place I have prepared for it. Listen to this. For because you did not do it the first time. He had everything. He had a car. He got musicians. Because you know they know the teaching. Hey, praise God. We need to praise God. Because God dwells in the praises of his people. And so they had musicians. They had singers. They had dancers. They had all these things. And yet, God was angry. <laughs> Why? Because you can have music, you can have songs, you can sing all the quote-quote famous songs, the top 20 songs of 2023. But the problem was, their lives were not... Hello, somebody. That you can have all the external things, but if there's no internal purity... All the song, all the music, all the right stuff you do is useless. Am I making sense to you? What is sanctification? Sanctification, we use another word close to it called consecration. We use another word, it's called holiness. And, 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 and let me uh, give it to you uh, in a normal way. The other day I went to a nice fine dining restaurant. The reason that you know it's a fine dining restaurant is they can't afford to have lights. <laughs> and so usually it's very dim. The nicer the place, the darker the atmosphere. And so I went there for a nice meal at lunchtime with somebody. And then so they invited me for lunch. I went there and you know, I had to find my table. I sat down with this person and, and we started having our lunch together. And, 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 and the way I know that it's good, I drop stuff all over myself. <laughs> if I don't drop stuff, that means it wasn't good. Anyway. Uh, but, but when I enjoy, I don't care who's there, what there. I don't care who you are. The food is important. You later. Um, <laughs> And, 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 and so I was just enjoying and, and, and I dropped something on my tie. You know. And so what, this is what I did. I took a napkin, took some water and I cleaned that tie and that shirt really good, really good. And I said, praise God. It's done. Five, ten minutes later, I went to the bathroom. When I went to the bathroom, there was this white daylight lights. And I used the bathroom. When I went to wash my hands, suddenly I noticed on the mirror there's a big stain. I thought I cleaned it. I cleaned it. Again, I went, took now some soap, took some water and cleaned it. Went even in front of the dryer and dried it for 5-10 minutes. And I looked in the mirror and it's like, wow, it is clean. I went back, finished my lunch out and on all those things. And then I went outside. And when I was leaving, suddenly my friend said, Hey, look, you got a big stain. <laughs> and I realized the difference was only in one thing. And that was in the light that was there. There was a different light inside. There was a different light in the bathroom. Now there is the sunlight. And I began to realize that, hey, if you ask me, I am good. How's your life with God? Okay. But then suddenly God shines the light. And suddenly you realize you are not okay. Am I making sense to you? Well, I'm okay in comparison. to I'm better than Valerie. I'm better than Josiah. 
And the Bible says something like this. Oh, Jerusalem, I've gone out with my lamb through the streets and through the houses. Why is he going through the lamb? He's turning on the light. What is holiness? Holiness is not about how short your skirt is or how long your skirt is or how much skin you're showing and, and not showing. And Listen, all those things have depended upon light. Depend on light. Why? The Bible says, be holy as I am. Well, I'm good. I go to church. I read my Bible. I got Yeah. That's the external. The internal is God shining the light. Am I making sense to you? When God shines the light, that's who you are. Am I making sense to you? And so when we talk about worship, it's not whether you know the song in the back of your hand and you can sing, jump around seven times. Listen, it's the holiness of God. It's the light shining in your life. And so the Bible says something like this. We know the verse James 4. Come close to God and God will come close to you. And then he says something like this. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts. For your loyalty is divided between God and the world. He says, come close to God and he will come close to you. But I'm trying. Well, don't try. Something needs to be done. Some washing has to be there. Hello, somebody. Some washing has to be there. Some washing has to be... Some light has to be turned on. Hello, somebody. And so it says something like this. So I read this psalm this morning. It says, Who may ascend to the hill of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? It tells the same thing. He that has clean hands, a pure heart. Whose feet don't run to mischief. Right? But the, but the psalmist again writes Psalm 15. <laughs> Who may abide when he's ascending? He said, How can I come close to God? And at the second time, how can I remain in union, intimate? The requirement is the same. What you do to get to the place and what you do to remain in the place is the same thing. Am I making sense to you? There has to be. That's what the Bible says. Something like this. The word is a lamp unto my feet. And a light to my path. Why? It lets me see the stains. But it doesn't keep me like that. By the washing of his word. He washes me. So that I am clean. Am I making sense to you? The, the, uh, the Bible says, I, li- I like this, I chose it in the Amplified Bible and it goes something like this. It says, and you shall love the Lord your God. Amen. You shall, remember we ended with the story last week about the lady who came and worshipped Jesus at his feet, took her hair and oil and worshipped. And then the Bible says something, he that loveth much is the person who's been forgiven much. Why? Because they have experienced the mercy of God. And Romans 12 says, hey, by the mercies of God, present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Amen. And it says, you shall love the Lord. He that is forgiven much, loveth much. He that love the Lord your God. And I like the amplified. Why? Look at this. Out of and with your whole heart. Out of and with your soul. Out of and with your mind. Out of and with your strength. Why? 
He says, I have received something, but I'm not keeping it. I am returning love back to God. And so the John says, hey, I love him. Why? Because he first loved me. I've got something. Amen. It's like a little boy, I always say, who goes to his father and says, dad, I need $50. I mean, he's a six-year-old boy wanting $50. The dad plays along, he gives him the $50. Why do you want the $50? So I can go buy you a birthday gift. It's like he takes it from dad to give it back to dad. It's no different of what we do. Worship doesn't begin with man. It begins with God. Why? There is something that is released that has started in the heart of God. In us, in intimacy, in our longing. God, I want you. I desire you. God, I want to add value to you. Am I making sense? <laughs> I like this. <laughs> the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 21. <laughs> Again, one of those verses I like. It says, it was by faith that Jacob, when he was old and dying, blessed each of the sons, Joseph's sons, listen to this, and bowed in worship as he leaned on his staff. He says that the position, or let me say, the word posture. This is not a good stuff. This is a mic stand, but it will do. For a shepherd, a shepherd and his staff. A shepherd and his staff were not separable. If you see a staff and no shepherd, that means the shepherd has died. Because you could not separate a shepherd and his staff. It was very important. Why? Because the staff for a shepherd was the history of his walk and life with God. And so what they would do at every significant points in their life. They would take out their Swiss army knife. And they would like a history. Right? Like a timeline, they would make a mark on their staff as a reminder of a significant event that took place in their life. And so here was Jacob. The Bible says he was leaning on his staff. He's probably looking, his history line. Look at that time. That time, I was just a dummy. I thought I could fool God. I thought I could go steal the birthright. Yet in spite of my foolishness, God was still faithful. Maybe you looked at another, look at that time. I even got my own mom to partner with me to get the blessing from my brother. Steal it. I did a lot of wrong. But God was still faithful. He probably looked at the whole history of his life and as he's looking down and he's saying all the spots of unfaithfulness and, and those times he's walked away and those times that, that, that maybe he did not do right. But he looked at the significant times also. The times that God came through for him. The time God broke through for him. The time that God stayed consistent with him. The, the time that God showed him grace and God showed him mercy. He looked at his timeline and the Bible says something like this. He worshipped. Sometimes when you have a difficulty worship, maybe look at your own staff. 
Maybe look at your own timeline. That while we were unfaithful, he remained faithful. While we did not know what to do, he was still working better things out for you and me. At a time that you have some difficulty in worshipping, look at your own timeline. Now, 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 now please, please understand, remember what I said. Jacob did not suddenly pull out his 12-string guitar and sing two verses to the Lord. That's not what he did. Why? Because this has nothing to do with music. Nothing to do with song. It has everything to do with that word worship. That means, hey, how can I bring worth, value, honor to the Lord? Okay. Hey, listen to this. You know the story. Genesis 12. Abraham got up just 22 sorry got up early in the morning and saddled his donkey he took two of his young servants and his son Isaac he split the wood for burning on the third day he looked up and saw the place in distance Abraham told his two young servants stay here with the donkey listen to this the boy and I are going over there to sing three fast songs and two, two slow songs he's gonna play guitar I'm going to sing Hello, somebody. And I'm taking my son because he can play good. I don't play good and so hopefully we can worship. Had nothing to do with music. Had nothing to do with song. Are you understand what I'm trying to say? Or Joshua. Joshua in his excitement as a commander of chief taking the army, leading the army. Suddenly, <laughs> Jesus shows up. As the angel of the Lord Jesus shows up and he says this, while Joshua was there near Jericho, he looked up and saw right in front of him a man standing holding his drawn sword. Joshua stepped up to him and said, whose side are you, ours or our enemies? (laughs) And Jesus said, neither. I am commander of God's army. I've just arrived. Joshua fell, (laughs) face to the ground, pulled out his guitar (laughs) and sang a slow song to the Lord. He turned on the radio and it was his song. Because it was slow, he could sing it. And he hummed because he heard that elevator music. You understand what I'm trying to say? Because a lot of people sing and praise, they still haven't worshipped. A lot of people sing slow songs, did everything right, but they still haven't worshipped. He said, where is he who has been born the king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east. And we got our whole band together. We've been rehearsing songs. And, 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 and these, are the ins- these are the anointed songs. I mean, you can really feel the dove flying slowly. And coming with his anointing. I mean, so we have come now. To worship. Hello, somebody. (laughs) They saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and... Hello, somebody. Worshipped. Worshipped. Or, 
Satan on the mount tempting Jesus and, and he says listen I will give this to you he said say if you will bow down and sing me two slow songs Jesus said to him away from me Satan for it is written worship the Lord your God and serve him only I, you understand what I'm trying to say you can go deeper through this whole thing the Bible called worship now please understand praise is important we understand music is important we understand songs are, are important but, but, but don't keep it as the, the thing that's not the main avenue that's one of the avenues that God has designed okay. but I want you to get this at the root of it worship is a life it's a life it's a lifestyle Worship is, it takes your, 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 out of your whole heart, your whole soul, your whole strength. Your, it embodies your complete person. Am I making sense? It, it, it's, it, it's God showing up through your life. <laughs> the Bible says in Matthew chapter number 8, when Jesus came down from the mountain, great throngs followed him. And behold, a leper came to him. There were about at least eight to 10,000 people right now. And the Bible says, <laughs> prostrating himself, worshipped him. Again, I know this sounds funny, but, but, but he did not just fall down and start singing. So I throw up my hands and praise you again. And I feel that anointing now. I'm going to ask now my request because I feel... Hello, somebody. Let, let me say something right now. Uh, you don't feel the person. You know the person. You feel his power. Amen? You know the person, but you feel his power. Amen? <laughs> the woman who came to Jesus whose child was suffering. The Bible says she came and worshipped him. Am I making sense? Worshipped him. What am I trying to say? What I'm trying to say to you last week, I gave you this verse in the book of Second Kings chapter number 17. And I said this verse embodies the four different elements when we use the word called worship. And that is this. It's the fear of the Lord. It's serving God. It's bowing down. And it's sacrificing. And so for worship to be worship, it must embody these four things. It must have the fear of the Lord. You can sing all you want to, play all you want to, write all you want to. But if a man and a woman does not have the fear of the Lord, guess what? It's not valuable or honorable to the Lord. Am I me? But he's so talented. He's, he's so good. Maybe. But for God, is it a man or a woman that fears the Lord? Number two, a heart of serving. Heart of serving. Number three, bowing. Again, it's not just a physical posture outwardly, it's our life. It's Lord, not my will but your will. It's always, you know, we, we sang that song, if it goes to the left, then we go to the left. If it goes to the right, 
go to the right. You remember that verse in the Bible? It confused me for years. He says, if you are heavy laden, if you are worried, if you've got burden in your life, he says, come unto me and I will give you rest. And then it says something like this, which seems crazy. Take my yoke. God, I'm already tired. <laughs> I'm already worn out and you want to give me your yoke? Because I didn't understand what yoke meant. I just meant something on your shoulder. That, But all a yoke is, for example, when they take two oxen and, and tie them together, the yoke brings the two oxen in sync. When one tries to do something, it's painful. The yoke makes it in sync. And I say, listen, the way you're going to have rest is when you come in sync with me. Because you're doing some stuff you're not supposed to be doing in your excitement, in your zeal. You keep going ahead of God. I, I, am I making sense to you? And, and then so, sacrifice unto the Lord. And so, for worship to be worship, it embodies those four elements. And here's what I want to say to you. God wants to take us deeper. And one of the areas and vehicles to take us deeper is through the power of worship in the scriptures. Amen. The power of worship. And that power of worship embodies these four elements. And I want to say to you, as a church, IFC, I want us to become a worshiping church. What does that mean? I want us to become people who have the fear of the Lord are growing in the fear of the Lord. I want to become people whose heart is to serve God and to serve people. Whose hearts is to, it's not my will, Lord, but you're, we're always laying down our life. We're always laying down our life. God, it's not what I want. It's what you want. Am I making sense to you? It's not my comfort zone, Lord. It, it's whatever it is that you, I will adjust to you. And then and lastly, number four, it requires us to live life from a place of sacrifice. Amen? We are not doing something because it's convenient. We are doing something because it is a sacrifice. In in the olden days, back 200 years ago, we used to sing this song. We bring the sacrifice. Come on. We bring the sacrifice of praise into the house. Of the Lord, and we offer unto the sacrifices of thanksgiving, and we offer unto you sacrifices of praise. Right, and so is this part right here sacrifice. Amen. Now, let me take you that out. Why? Because here in this sacrifice, one of the sacrifices we have is what we just sang. The sacrifice of praise. What is that now? Now, this is what praise is. Praise is a sacrifice. 
Am I making sense to you? The Bible says this in, 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 in Hebrews chapter number 13 verse 15. In Hebrews 13 it's talking about that if you have to come close to God in the Old Testament, you have to come to God bringing a sacrifice of a bull or, 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 or a sheep or a goat or some kind of uh, birds. And that sacrifice cleansed you. That sacrifice was a replacement of the things that are going on in your life. And then please understand, you, you brought that as access to the presence of the Lord. And Hebrews tells us, hey, God replaced that. Now, you don't need to bring a bull. Now, you don't need to bring a sheep or a goat. Now, you don't need to bring a bird. But now, what you can bring is a sacrifice of praise. Amen. And so, it says in Hebrews 13, through him, meaning Jesus, therefore, let us constantly and at all times Wow. Constantly and at all times. Not just Sunday morning. Constantly and at all times. Offer up to God a sacrifice of praise. Which is the fruit of lips that thankfully. Amen. Is the fruit of lips that thankfully. And I forgot the rest of the words. Which is the fruit of our lips. Please understand. What is praise now? Praise is allowing me to worship God vocally and with volume. And so as soon as you use the word praise, that means this. I have the <laughs> ability to worship God now vocally and with volume. Vocally and with volume. Those two words are very important. Vocally, that means there is no praise that goes on internally. It must be verbalized. It must be vocal. And not only that, praise must have volume. And so, let me say this nicely to you. Heaven is loud. If you don't like loud now, you are not going to like heaven. I just kind of, don't ever say, nobody told me. I'm just telling you now. Because praise, when the Bible says we are created to praise, (laughs) what what that means is, listen, listen, what what, what that means is, now you have the ability to worship vocally. 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 That's what the word praise means. Praise doesn't mean fast song, worship doesn't mean slow songs. What praise means is that you have now given the ability to worship God vocally and with volume. Yes. Am I making sense to you? Now, now l- let me build this up step by step for you. Can, can I do that? Hmm? Step by step, okay. Uh, uh, when we talk about praise in the Bible, I talk about praise in three different categories. Okay. Number one is what I call exhortation praise. Everybody say exhortation. exhortation. Come on, one more time. What is exhortation praise? Exhortation praise is praise that is directly horizontal towards man. It's not towards God, but it's towards man. Okay? For example, oh magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. The direction is not God. The direction is man. Okay? It's man. 
He says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. What is the direction? Man, it is us exhorting and say, hey, listen, God is good. Let us praise his name. Come, let us magnify the Lord. He is great. He is greatly to be praised. Come on, clap your hands. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. We're not doing this to God. We're doing this to people. Are you understanding what I'm trying to say? It's not to God. It's towards the people. And this is what I call exhortation. Number two is what I call testimonial praise. What is testimonial praise? It says this, listen. Declare his glory among the nations. Again, the direction is man, not God. He said, listen, let me testify of what the Lord has done. He has saved me. He has healed me. He has turned my life around. Listen, I want to declare his glory, his wonderful acts to the people. He's not doing it to God, but to two people. And so, again, the direction is people, it's nations, it's creation. It's not God. It's people. It's people. He says, he put a new song in my mouth. Praise to our God. Many will see it and fear, and many will trust the Lord. And so you can have songs. You can have verbal uh, 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 and with volume praises that are not directed to God. They are directed to people. Why? Because they are testimonies of the goodness and the greatness and the character and the interventions of God in our life. And yet you have not worshipped. Why? Because remember, for worship to be worshipped, it must honor God. And number two, it must be directed to God. And so now is what I call worshipful praise. Now, when I get to worship vocally and verbally with volume, when it's directed to God, it suddenly becomes worshipful praise. Direction is no longer people. It's no longer testimonial. It's now you and God. Am I making sense to you? Now with words. Now with songs. Now with instruments. Now with loudness. Now with those things. You are able to praise God. And the sad part is, a lot of our songs today, I would say 90-95% of the songs today, they are not worshipful praise songs. They are good exhortations and they are good testimonials but, but they are not because they are not directed toward the Lord. Am I making sense to you? And, and it is important that we learn to come to the place of what I call worshipful praise. Am I making sense to you? And so I say to you, we must say it, we must sing it, we must share it, we must show it, we must shout it, we must strum it but let's just start it. Why? Because remember what it says, Jeremiah 30, he says, listen, God has clung me, brought me in you. Why? Because <laughs> I'm created to praise him. To praise him. And so let me walk you through some things very quickly on the screen. They're going to be very fast. And, 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 and so uh, here's my praise part. Can I do that? Number one, praise. Let's say it out loud. Can we say it out loud together? Okay, together, okay? Three, two, one. Praise is the act of my will. One more time. Praise is the act of my will. Last time. Praise is the act of my will. Amen. That means you get a choice. You get, nobody can lead you into praise. 
you've got to make a choice you say listen i will sacrifice to the lord this is the day that the lord has made i will rejoice let me ask you a question by the way you praise when you come to church do you add value or do you take away <laughs> this is how people stand i want to tell those people can you please go out and stand outside why because you're definitely not coming with the spirit of unity up till now he was preaching good i don't know what happened to him <laughs> Listen to this. Though the fig tree, there's no cash in my bank. There's no gas in my tank. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Why? It's an act. That means it's a choice. I just don't feel like it. Well, you made a choice to feel like that. I understand. I'm not in the mood. Then get in the mood. why cuz praise is the act of my listen seven times a day oh lord do i praise you this was about 23 years ago irritated me it irritated me i said seven times a day man i don't even do it once matter of fact at that time i just used to do it on tape i used to go and put a tape player on let it do for me <laughs> And then I I saw these people who pray five times a day and this guy seven times a day. It irritated me. And so at that time I had this Motorola StarTech phone. I got the phone. It had this feature called the alarm clock. And so I made an alarm clock. 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock. I made seven alarms. And I made a decision that whenever it would ring, I would take a moment wherever in the train plane bathroom car with people in the car I would take a moment and just praise God That doesn't mean sing two songs a chorus and a bridge and a tagline That simply means God I'm madly in love with you That's all God God this one I let you I got my heart beats craves after you God my affection is towards you didn't matter where it was didn't matter where it was now, now if you ever travel with me he, people always say nikki is always singing i don't know any song fully don't care <laughs> why cuz i don't care about hill song elvis there might be good songs but listen i've been walking with god for the last some whatever years i've got something to say I've got something to say. If you don't have something to say, something wrong with you. Maybe you're reading too many books than the Bible. Right? I got something to say. Listen, if if it's your wedding anniversary and it's your 25th wedding anniversary and you still have to go to one of those nice bookshops to get a greeting card because you don't know what to say to your spouse, something is wrong. and then you go buy this card who somebody else wrote with some kind of different thoughts cuz you don't know what to say after 25 years and you bring that what somebody else wrote and give it to your spouse cuz after 25 years you just don't know what to say <laughs> then something is wrong 
It's like going to a restaurant, you and your wife, and you sit down, and, and suddenly your spouse, your husband, wife gets up and goes to the toilet, and the waiter comes, and the waiter says, what do you want to drink? Well, well I want water, and, but my wife, my husband, I don't know what she wants. <laughs> after 25 years, something wrong. And after walking with God, you still need a screen, something is wrong. I just don't know that song. Who cares? Go with the music and make up your own. Why? Because the direction is not people, it is God. Hello, somebody. I don't know what to say. Then go get saved. Maybe we need to walk you through the salvation process. Let your heart come alive to God again and experience love. So that, ah, you understand what I'm trying to say? Why? Because if there is love, then you, I don't care how it comes out. I'm just in love with you, Jesus. I've got eyes for you, my heart beats for you, God. I want you. I want to look at your face, God. Show me some stuff. God, reveal some stuff. Show me your heart. I pray, oh God. Hallelujah. Oh, holy thou creator of heaven and earth. Jehovah. <laughs> You're not in love. You're still playing the religious card. Hello, somebody. Why? Because please understand, praise makes me aware of God's presence. Why? I don't feel God. Then praise Him. I feel God has left the planet. Then bring Him back. How? I pray. Praise makes me aware of God's presence. Please understand. The Bible says don't act thoughtlessly but understand what the Lord wants to do. Don't be drunk with wine. Some of you, this is your problem. That's why you don't feel anything. And when you, the only time, suddenly you got no money for your bill. Suddenly you start feeling God. Listen. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Do what? In Psalms, hymns and spiritual songs. What does that mean? That means simply this. I don't know how to praise, but listen. <laughs> listen. What are Psalms? Psalms declare his word. That means, listen, open up the Bible. There is his word there. And start declaring his word. That's what Psalms are. And so, if you don't know what to say, don't go to Hallmark and get a card. Don't go get somebody's book. Go to God's book. He's written down all the stuff you can say. Hello, somebody. Open. Number two, hymns. What do they do? They declare his works. They declare his All hymns are, he's, he's talking about his works. The works of redemption. The works on cross. The works of the blood. The works of righteousness. Listen, start declaring his works. If you still don't know what to do, listen, spiritual songs. What are spiritual songs? Listen, they declare his will. That means it's something that the Lord wants to do right now. It is spontaneous. It is prophetic. It is something that the Holy Spirit is coming, activating you, and you are now praising as the Holy Spirit leads you. Wow. Listen, praise activates God's power. It activates God's power. Listen, let the high praises of God be in their mouth, not on your CD player. Listen, let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. 
What does it do? It binds up the enemy. You got a call from the doctor. The doctor says, we you know, looked at your test. You took your biopsy. And that biopsy says that you got cancer. Praise. Why? Because it activates the power of God. People will call me crazy. They already do. You praise God. As you praise God, it was the, 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 the Paul and Silas in the prison. What happened? There, listen, there are broken chains. Why? Because praise activates. I mean, listen, praise helps us do what? Appreciate God. Right? They appreciate God. I mean, you've been to a football game, people paint their faces, wear their jersey, make all kinds of noises, this, that. I, I would like one Sunday, just people to come with some painted faces. <laughs> Bring some popcorn, big show. You say, well, I don't know. I, what's my Sunday clothes? Anything that helps me appreciate. Some people wear clothes. You know why? They want their neighbor to appreciate their new dress. But these fans, they go to wear something that appreciates their team. Yeah. And so ask this question whenever you wear clothes Sunday morning. Who are you doing it for? Amen. He gave the right answer. Jesus. Yeah, but you don't act like it. <laughs> Hello, somebody. What does praise do? It helps me appreciate God. And my time is up. Let me bring it to close. Praise helps me to come in agreement with God's word. Right? It helps me. How does it help you? The Bible says, in God I will praise his word. When you are going through something and you need to pull on God and you say, I know Lord, this is what your word says, but it's very hard for me to believe that. Then use the power of praise to come in agreement with God's word. What does that mean? That means take some songs that are there. The songs that are filled with the word. I think we need to go back to songs that are, have the word of God in it. Amen. Nowadays, there are songs, there's no word in them. <laughs> Get some stuff with the word in them, right? And, and why? It will help you come in agreement. Why? Because when you speak the word, what does it do? It produces faith. And so you are going through some sickness time, you're going through some difficulties. We've got great songs that have the word in it, right? You are the Lord that healeth me. You are the Lord, my healer. You sent your word and heal my disease. You are the Lord, my healer. What are you doing? I am coming in agreement with his word. Am I making sense? How? Praise is helping me do that. Am I making sense to you? Praise is helping me come in agreement with God's word. Please understand, praise assigns the angels of God. When Joshua at 2 Chronicles chapter number 20, they were going for war and they were surrounded by these three nations that were there. What did they do? They took the instrumentalists, they took the musicians, they took the worshippers and they put them ahead of them and they began to thank the Lord and praise the Lord. As the Lord, they began to praise the Lord. The Bible says, that God sent ambushment towards the three nations. How? Through his angels. 
through his angels through his angels through his angels through his angels as they began to praise God the angels of God went and sent ambushment against the enemies listen the bible says psalm 33 that god calls to nothing the counsel of the nations how through his angels and so you could be praising god and god is dispatching angels on your behalf on your behalf on your behalf am i making sense on your behalf let me close with this last thing praise accesses the revelations of god please understand the bible says in psalm 49 i will turn my ear to a proverb with the harp i will expound my riddle and please understand when in the power of praise we get access why because it creates an atmosphere of intimacy where god begins to share his heart his secrets his his things in our life he begins to give wisdom and direction to us. And so I want to say to you, listen, when you don't know what to do, praise him. When we don't know what to make, praise him. Am I making sense to you? Praise him. Why? It gives me access to the revelation of God. And I'm saying to you, it is a good thing to praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. The psalmist says, I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Don't let go of any opportunities to praise God. You are driving 45 minutes to work. Listen, don't waste your time on NPR. Watch, listen to news. Listen, t- take your time and praise God. That praise will do more for you than NPR will do for you. Please understand, you got time in your house, praise God. It will change and make your house more secure than any ADT system that is there. Please understand, whatever time you got, learn to praise God. It is that place in your life that's completely special between you and God. It's completely vertical and you get to spend time with the creator of the world. A God who's faithful and true a god who's consistent would you stand with me i want to say to you this morning praise the lord praise the lord all his saints praise his name amen praise his name in sunday school we used to do all kinds of praise songs all kinds of why just to get people in a motion to say that listen from the rising of the sun to its going down may the name of the lord be praised amen be praised what does it do it gives me access it gives a vehicle for me to worship him to say something to appreciate him of who he is in my life amen and so uh, i'm going to dismiss you you're free to go but i'm just going to take five minutes so if you want to go please go ahead i'm not going to feel bad nobody's going to feel bad you have some appointment with your roast beef at home go ahead uh, uh, but i'm just going to take five minutes this morning because i feel like we should just take a moment verbally to just praise god right to praise god uh, why because I, i feel like this in my very strongly in my spirit that today is a day of supernatural turnaround right? it's a day of supernatural 
turn around. For who you are, for the way you experience God, it's for you. This is nothing for anybody, this is for you. It's for you, okay? And so can we do that for a few moments, okay? For a few moments. Would you just lift up your hands for a moment? I say, Father, I come before you. I come, Lord, because you're looking for worshippers, and I want to answer that call. And today, this morning, I pray, oh God, I want to be that worshiper. I want to be that worshiper who worships in spirit and in truth. I want to be that person who continually offers in this one area, offers, I pray, oh God, sacrifices of thanksgiving, sacrifices of praise to you, oh God. I want to be that person, I pray, oh God. Holy Spirit, I welcome you right now. Holy Spirit, I welcome you right now. Would you help me, Holy Spirit? Would you help me to praise the Father? to praise the Father. Help me to praise the Father right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Would you right now just take a few moments and just praise Him right now. Just praise Him. Just magnify His grace. You want to clap? You can clap. You want to dance? You can dance. I know we don't need music. You be that instrument this morning. You be that instrument this morning. You be that instrument. You be that instrument. Just open your mouth. And begin to just praise him. Appreciate him. Appreciate him. Magnify him. Exalt him. Lift him higher in your life. Give him that first place in your life. Give him that first place in your life.